Yeah. You know they lie to lead and they poison the seeds and it starts with their mind. Just watch what they read. They flash them all of the signs on the screen and was zoned out and don't even know what they mean. You know they lie to lead and they poison the seeds and it starts with their mind. Just watch what they read. They flash them all of the signs on the screen and was zoned out and don't even know what they mean. We won't be stopped, blocked at all. And we should know our role. We're immune to the words and the laws they impose. He said one false move, you'll be up on the news. I said, that's fine, you'll be on YouTube. There's a camera on the dash, another over there. He saw that light flash and you could tell he was scared. He was shook. You could see it when he looked. Nope, he wasn't acting. No, no Sandy Hook. It's just a day in the life. A night in the lie, all part of the plan that by the same old guys. Kissinger a bush, Carter a rake, and they got other names too for the organizations. The CFR, the CIA, the IRS, and the DEA. Alphabet clubs taking orders every day. What good's the law when they break them anyway? You know they lie to lead and they poison the seeds and it starts with their mind. Just watch what they read. They flash them all of the signs on the screen and was zoned out and don't even know what they mean. You know they lie to lead and they poison the seeds and it starts with their mind. Just watch what they read. They flash them all of the signs on the screen and was zoned out and don't even know what they mean. They all talk and sound the same. They just got different names and the way they like us, they just cast the blame. Martyr, me and you, and you'll know who. When they caught the troops and they made the move Armed to the teeth, they were there for peace Yeah, that's what they said, but they left the machines I wish we could see, so I tried to show How they set us all up, just to be controlled Closer to the edge, I'll take you where it gets Really the most, and yeah, the plot will twist They shake them well, the dice before they throw out Another line for the public to hold Undeserved, but they give it to the herd And they know damn well what they're doing with them words They roll weighted dice, know what ain't right It's all rigged and sabotage tight You know they lie to lead And they poison the seeds And it starts with their mind Just watch what they read They flash them all of the signs on the screen And was zoned out And don't even know what they mean you know they lie to lead, and they poison the seeds, and it starts with their mind. Just watch what they read, they flash them all of the signs on the screen, and we're zoned out, and don't even know what they mean. Welcome to Moment of Rage with Jeremiah Harding. It is December, specifically the 5th of it, 2017. <laughs> oh man, it is, okay, so... To get this out of the way, that like, I don't have a normal metabolism. It's fucking fast. And so, like, this is the time of year when I start to have, like, an absurd amount of energy. Because, like, finally, it's, like, air-cooled temperatures. And, like, it gets close to where I, to where I like to live, which is, like, 40 degrees. Um, so, like... I gotta say, I'm I'm feeling unusually good today, um, especially since I didn't get really good sleep last night. Like I woke up a lot, um, but part of that is like I've been walking at least three miles a day, and I think the fact that I'm finally being like, not just like using my suspension trainer, which I'm probably gonna do a bit after this fucking recording, but like actually getting out and going for 
cardio walks where like my my heart rate is slightly elevated and where I'm following the beat the beats per minute of high beats per minute music with my feet um it's it's like it's uplifting you know and with with the air being this cool I'm literally like there's there's almost zero discomfort like I just eat enough protein I stay hydrated it's fucking great um, so I, I guess what I'm really saying is like get out and, and do something physically active while you still can before the fucking bombs drop because, you know, I th- I think that's one of the reasons that America is so fucking depressed is because we're all so trained on our goddamn entertainment and our phones and our news, which is basically entertainment on our phones, and it's... It's it's not a healthy cycle. Humans aren't cave beasts. We're not supposed to be stuck in a place doing something specific and, and like, draining our brain and, and losing endorphins and shit, you know? Um, so go out and, and do something. Like, get your heart rate up for, like, half an hour at least. It, it seems, if, if you don't do it, a lot it might seem like a difficult thing but just when you get started and get going it'll be easier and easier and easier and it'll make your life better um i i did this little hashtag um walk for errands on on twitter um and and i think that if people started to do shit like that that they would be a lot better off a fuck ton better off um because even if you don't have my insane like Oh yeah, it's it's winter now, so you can finally relax a bit. Uh, metabolism and my anger issues and my stress and my compulsive um, homicidal tendencies. Um, even if you don't have that, um, then you know at, at least you you would have more blood flow, more more exposure to nature, and like I think doing that. Is what what would start start the process of bringing human humanity like up, like getting it where it should be, where evolutionarily we should have been a long time ago. But to get to the rage part of moment of rage, sex, because of course that's what we need to be talking about. Literally, this whole. Goddamn time. Every minute of every single day, we need to be talking about somebody fucking somebody else unconsensually or doing something similar. Because that's the important thing that we need. Like, don't talk about the the next and latest mass grave found outside Mosul or, you know, anywhere else in one of the primarily brown countries the U.S. decided to fuck with for, you know, natural resources and territorial controls. Um, we, we shouldn't be focusing on, like, the ever-encroaching surveillance state. We shouldn't be focusing on the fact that schools have turned into indoctrination centers much more than they ever were before um, because they've found out how to really incentivize kids to treat the schools like parents. And get enough kids in there that the group mentality kicks in because, hey, free fucking had to, 
produce the spawn and like send it off somewhere and it's certainly not with the unfit parents that the free fucking movement like like shat out um so it has to basically school is like always been uh, exaggerated daycare and like yeah sure it brought the kids out of factory work um person on facebook but it it didn't fucking dramatically improve their life. Oh yeah, like they weren't on the farm the whole fucking time working. They were instead of learning about how basic food and agriculture worked, they were learning about the particular version of history and current politics that the US government wanted them to learn and getting their mathematical side of their brain wrapped up in um in in as much work as possible so that their brain was active so that they could be like suggestively turned into sheep but anyway fucking like all i have some shit to unload on fucking school later this the first part is like okay so the the, the latest fucking without consent thing is Timothy Heller accusing Melanie Martinez of rape. And I've never heard of either of these women. But now I have, because they're, you know, yet yet the next edition to the Listen and Believe, I've got a, a, a an unconsensual fucking story that I need to air out publicly, you know? <laughs> like, no proof, fucking none, and... Believe me, just do it. Um, and obviously focus on the latest fucking case instead of anything else. But, okay, so this is interesting to me because there's a reasonable amount of people claiming that because it's a woman that she can't have raped her or, you know, that that that, that the rape wasn't as bad because it wasn't like a man doing it to her, but, you know, that absurdity aside, um, I'm just waiting for somebody other than Terry Crews, who happens to be suing the person who groped his fucking crotch, um, uh, some other men to come out, and, and come out with one of these sexual assault stories, because I want to see all of the people who are listening believers say, Oh, you need to buck up. Because guess what? Okay, so, and this is what what's really fucked up about all of these, like, men are terrible and they've been harming all these women stories. First off, they've been used by the fucking SJWs to claim patriarchy bullshit and, like, say this is why we need feminism and blah, blah. But they don't acknowledge that most of the people involved here are avowed leftists and they're probably people that they would have supported before they knew that they were diddling people unconsensually. So, you know, the latent hypocrisy aside, you know, the, the, the latent hypocrisy of the fucking uh, anti-rape movement, which is, is, is really just an anti-man movement when you break it down like oh yeah we have to immediately believe these women you know listen to their stories and believe them because it makes it easier for people to come out against rape 
Yeah, and it also makes it easier for people to malign people and slander them and libel them and claim that they raped somebody when they didn't. But beyond that, I'm just interested to see if, like, like if a man is ever in one of these positions where he can come out with the story of a woman raping him, if that will be just the absurdity token uh, above the limit um, for, for all these feminists who are already sort of saying, you know, uh, oh, well, this clearly wasn't rape. She was she was high and we're just accepting this and we're, you know, blah, blah. You know, she she we're just accepting that she said no. Well, of course you are. You're listening believers fucking right. But suddenly because it's a woman, we can't be anti this woman because, oh, yeah, the, all these rape things. This is a, a women's movement and a women's right issue instead of acknowledging that men are raped more than women statistically, especially considering the prison system and the fact that basically anybody can get away with it because they'll be left out of places and um, there are no men's only shelters. Um, fucking, you know, here's where I just go off on an MRA bent. But, you know, basically that's the case. Like, we, we have this SJW movement disguised as an anti-rape movement, and I'm just, I, I'm just... There there have got to be so many fucking cases of women raping men that just aren't talked about because it's like, suck it up, dude. I would have been so happy. Or some shit like that. And, like, you know, I want to see how that pans out. That's the one sex assault story I want to hear. Um, is I, I want to see how the media reacts to that. Because if it's okay to be white was any indication, they're going to fucking accept it. Sorry, they're going to reject it wholly because of the majority class status of the people in question. You know, oh, yeah, it's it's not okay to post a flyer that says it's okay to be white. It's okay to say anything you want about white people except that it's okay to be them. Fucking this culture, man. Or woman, or trans, or foxkin, or whatever's listening. Uh, I don't know anymore. Um, see, and that's the other thing I've noticed. I'm already an old fucking man. I'm I'm 25, uh, which surprised some people when I said it the other day because apparently I look like 30 plus. Um, but you know, I'm t- I'm 25 and I've already got like I was listening to my music on random today, and like. Joan Jett and Alice Cooper and fucking Billy Joel and uh just there's I'm old. I'm like the the modern music I like was there too, but the old music I like was like half at least. Fucking but I'm like I'm already the old man like screaming at the young kids about the what the bullshit they're doing. Anyway, um I just want to see how that turns out because I don't think they'll be fair. I don't think it'll be an equitable thing like, oh, yeah, you know, we, we went out, we went hard after all these fucking evil men. But now that it's a woman and it's against a man, let's treat it like we treat all other cases of abuse and basically be Chanty Morris or Big Red, as she's more commonly known, and just sing them Crimea River in mocking tone because, hey, abusing men is funny. Um, it's not a serious topic, 
It's not something that gets funding. It's not something that gets shelters. It's not something that gets mass media campaigns, at least not for more than a couple of months while people say, oh yeah, we're there for you too, except all these other years that we weren't and all the future years that we won't be. Because men, and specifically white men, are the oppressors, and we always will be, and there's no way around it, and it doesn't matter what happens to us or what the situation is, because yay, collectivism! Uh, okay, see, that's what I mean. See, the rage is coming, because the fact that we can... Like, sex used to be censored in society. Now sex censors society. It's a point I've made before, and I'll make it proudly again fucking as many times as it takes to fucking get this message across. Because you know, it used to be that, 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 like, oh, you know, we won't talk about sex at all. Now the only sex that's acceptable to talk about is the latest radical way to have it. Like, you know, whatever absurdity that is. And, like, it's not acceptable anymore to, to, to keep it under wraps. And that's really fucking good. You know, free speech, you know, do what you will with your own body. You own yourself. And as long as you're willing to take responsibility for your actions and, you know, not be aggressive uh, to people, then do what thou wilt. You know... I don't have a fucking problem with that. And it's not, of course, like that was giving you permission. You already had the permission. But, you know, I'm just staying where I stand. Like, but now, it, it really fucking appears that it doesn't matter uh, what specifically white men go through. Uh, we will be the target of whatever terrible brunt. And we've better damn well accept it because of history of blah blah, even though we weren't taking part in that history. Um, and I love how, <laughs> oh, this is so fucking great, how we benefit from a history of institutional sexism and racism because, uh, because you know, of, of a long list of possible things. And a lot of these things, um, you know, the, the things that aren't circumstantial and not really provably like, like universal, the, the things that are circumstantial, sorry, the things that aren't circumstantial, um, a lot of those things are things that, um, like everybody else benefits from, like, oh yeah, um, Ghazi Khazdo and his gaggle of racist cunts, those people don't benefit at all from, uh, institutional racism, by living in America, by walking streets paved by a government that's slaughtering brown people overseas, by going to Walmart and supporting the bullshit that is corporate America, that isn't, you know, benefiting from institutionalized racism because they're brown. Because it doesn't fucking matter. Like, fucking Christ, there is no excuse for it. None. There's a reason, but there's no excuse. It's a really poor fucking reason. Like, I auto-tweet things from antiwar.com, and I just auto-tweeted this thing. Like, I wasn't going to talk about this. It wasn't on my fucking little notepad dossier here. But, 
you know, I just tweeted this at like 9-11, apparently, which I, I get to find out about my tweets after I make them, which is always interesting. Um, <laughs> but this one was posted at 9-11 p.m., apparently, today, and it's family blown up in Mosul, 35 killed in Iraq. I'm, I'm just going to read this because fuck it, I might as well. Um, but this is from antiwar.com, and it's one of their many reports here. Um, this one is written by Margaret Griffiths, um, who you, you should find all of these people online, and you should, you know, follow Antiwar, and they're great people. Um, but Margaret Griffiths writes, Family blown up in Mosul, 35 killed in Iraq. According to, to the Coalition Fighting the Islamic State Militants, about 3,000 militants are estimated left in Iraq and Syria. At least 35 people were killed and one more was wounded. In Mosul, a family of six was killed when they returned to a booby-trapped home. A militant leader and his brother were killed. Militants killed five civilians, including the village mayor in, Rad in, in, uh, in Riyadh. I, I always fuck up these names, so I apologize in advance. Um, a bomb in Abu Ghraib killed one person and wounded another. In Baghdad, a sticky bomb killed an employee of the electricity ministry. Uh, Turkish airstrikes killed, sorry, Turkish airstrikes against suspected Kurdistan Workers Party PKK sites in northern Iraq left 13 dead and eight militants were killed in an airstrike in Rutba. Um... And Margaret Griffiths has written a lot of these reports for these people. Um, specifically, I think there's a daily report from 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 her about uh, what's generally been going on in the Middle East um, and wherever U.S. troops have have been and therefore fucked up. Um, like there are f uh, fucking five more headlines here and read more by Margaret Griffiths. Mass grave found near Mosul. 91 killed in Iraq. New militant group reported. 9 killed in Iraq. More Yazidi graves found. 166 killed in Iraq. 2,366 killed in Iraq during November. And mass Yazidi grave yields hundreds of bodies. 260 killed in Iraq. Y you catting a theme? Like maybe radicalizing and arming these people creates perpetuation instead of fighting them? And maybe when the U.S. government sends troops over there to deal with the latest militant group, it might have a little bit to do with the decisions of the U.S. government. And, you know, I, I'm not, you know, naive, in my opinion, enough to fucking, like, assume that the U.S. government had noble intentions in doing all of this. I don't think for a second that that's true. Um... I think that this is entirely intentional, um, entirely intentional uh, fucking uh, murder machine that's designed to, to constantly perpetuate itself uh, for the purposes of the military-industrial complex and feeding the wallets of the people who got certain people uh, very cushy jobs in politics. And, you know, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. I don't think so. And, and and so that that's the kind of thing that I get to see like regularly. But no, I mean you're you're a woke ass social justice warrior, so 
you don't benefit from the racism, even though you fucking live here. Like, I'm willing to admit I benefit from government. Um, but I don't think it's in a way that I wouldn't have benefited better without it. And, like, maybe that's the point. Like, he would benefit better without institutional racism. And I think that's possibly very true. He would definitely benefit better without institutional racism. But the fact that he finds it constantly in, like, a generalized way, instead of, like, admitting that it's very distinct and in pockets and, like, it, the like everybody is a little bit racist, um... Sometimes. Uh, but to say that the institutional racism is specifically white people is just so fucking ignorant because he's part of the institution of the U.S. government from having lived here, from not living in Africa, which he constantly uses as a card. Like, I wonder how Af actual, like, African nationals feel about him saying these things because, like, they come from much worse areas than America and they see somebody like this using that as as an excuse using what happens in Africa as an excuse despite I don't think ever actually having lived there I might not have my fucking Gazi Kazdo cannon up right now but you know I doubt it you know he certainly doesn't speak like somebody who has but but like either way, this isn't this this wasn't designed to be an anti Codsto fucking video, um, even though or what well, fucking online unhinged rant, um, could you know I mean even though it could be, um, this like I I just I can't stand it, like there's so much if you want to talk institutional shit there's institutionalized hypocrisy, in the social justice bullshit where. They use the institutions and strengthen the institutions and then say how much they hate the institutions. Um, like, it, it, it would be much different if he was doing something specifically to fight that institution. But he's just trying to reverse that shit. He's not, he's not trying to fight it. He's trying to... It's, it, it'd be like if an anarchist um, fucking used a government service and then only used it so that he could establish a new government. Like, it's that kind of hypocrisy. Um, because obviously his government would be better because it's established by such a freedom-loving person. Um, or, or like a vegan um, fucking buying a slaughterhouse and then making really good meat from it. Like... That's that's what I think of when I think of people like him. Just opportunistic, bullshit, duplicitous cunts who can't stick to a message if they had Velcro. Um, really fucking trash people. But either way, um, I just, I'm really sick of this, oh yeah, we, we found a demographic, and now our next task... All we have to do is make sure that that demographic is constantly in victim status and we can fucking ramp up the fear and completely block off any sort of, like, discussion of anything else because, oh, 
Now that latest bullshit is the thing that we should be afraid of. And the latest bullshit is Hollywood sex offenders. You know, and <laughs> there's a... Um, oh, fuck, I forget. I forget what the movie was called. An Open Secret, I think it is. There's a movie about boys who got lured into the Hollywood industry and got molested by men much older than them. Um, and how basically like that combined with selling their their modeling shots um to third parties uh, releasing it publicly on the internet so that you know sickos could masturbate to it you know shit like that um became very common um but they're little boys and so the fact that that was the thing means that a lot of the people involved in those things um, either got away or, st or are still working, for fuck's sake. Are still working, for fuck's sake. But they're not women. So we won't have, like, this giant pity party for, like, weeks and weeks on end when, when this movie comes out. Because, guess what? They're women. Um, so that's all that they needed to do to be more valuable than little boys. It should sicken people. And it should double sicken people that this shit is being used to stir up fucking a frenzy um, so that people aren't paying attention to jack shit else. To jack shit else. We've got so much other shit going on in the world, people are still dying overseas. Um, the troops have not pulled out of a lot of areas, and the proxy warfare is thickening by the day. You know, more and more people being radicalized by watching yet more and more of their villages and homes be destroyed by invisible sky missiles. But let's focus on the fucking, because that's exciting. I think it arouses people. I think that's one of the reasons that they get so pent up about these things because oh yeah now we're talking about the fucking so like it, it it engages that primal part of human brains where they're thinking about fucking and then they're like oh so focused on that fucking and it's like porn you know it's like it's like they figured out how to weaponize the news by turning it into porn Sort of like the, the fucking ads where shit is splashing against shit and there's moisture everywhere and big red and fucking purple and erogenous colors and you're supposed to be looking at the fruit but you're really thinking about how, you know, much pleasure you're going to get from getting that later. And, you know, effective advertising requires deceptive selling practices. Which, by the way, if, if y'all want to just have fun... Listen to Attack of the 70-Foot Bitches, Grab Them by the Eyeballs. Um, it's a fucking... Grab Them by the Eyeballs is such a fucking good little hard, noisy, industrial metal song. Um, but but that's what it is. It's, it's just... It's deceptive selling practices, and they're selling us this fucking bullshit. And, and you know, what can be done about it? Oh, very little. It's not like you can go back in time, and it's not like you can unrape these people, and it's not like you can unmolest these people and ungrope Terry Crews. Um, you you have to be rational about this. And so, what can you do? 
oh, well, you can get a bunch more government regulations and you can make it much easier for women to basically lie about any sort of rape um, because we're in listen and believe mode here. We're not in research and vet and fucking give people a chance to face their accuser and fucking go up against a, a, a jury of their peers. And it's not justice they seek. It's re- fucking revenge uh, for one thing or another or possibly just opportunism because, hey, we're just supposed to believe these people, right? Um, so they could say literally whatever they want. And, like, there's this woman, I forget her name, but she said she was totally unconcerned for the men that could get their entire lives ruined by a false rape accusation. Because that happens, and it happens frequently. But apparently, um, the fact that a man's life could get ruined, that's not enough for certain uh, feminists. That's not enough for the s- s- certain uh groups in this SJW gaggle cult that they fucking call justice um, these days. It's not enough. They need it to be totally, like, universal. You know, uh, they said it, it has to be true. And even if it's not, fuck them. That's what justice is these days. You know, and everybody really quickly spread this shit on social media... As if it were true, as if you know it's true, because it's not scummy at all to immediately spread something without waiting first to see if it's true. Said ironically as the auto-poster from several sites. Um, And disclaimer, by the way, if anybody listens to this and doesn't already follow me on Twitter, which unlikely, but, you know, under the unlikely uh, possibility that that's true, this is a disclaimer I auto-tweet from Cop Block once it's back up, if it's back up ever. Um, TheFreeThoughtProject.com, AntiWar.com, The Corbett Report, TrueStream Media, and ActivistPost.com. All all six of those sites uh, are very good, and you know I I have a strong suspicion I won't disagree with anything they say. Um, maybe their method of saying it, possibly. Or maybe, you know, their conclusions, but like their fundamental points, nah. I, I think I think I'll pretty much align with a lot of these people, especially since I've spoken to some of them and we, you know, I mean, we pretty much see eye to eye in a lot of ways. Like not always, obviously. I'm a uh, fucking violent asshole and I'm not really afraid to admit it. Um because, like, you know, my my, pers- my personal approach to this is non-aggression, not non-violence. You should be able to fight back. I wish if these women are telling the truth about this rape that they would have had a gun on them and that they would have shot the motherfucker. Oh, no, we would have lost Weinstein Films or maybe just part of the executive board. That would have been a travesty, but he would have not raped anybody else if he is a rapist. Because, yeah, I still don't fucking know. Like, I mean, we've got plenty of people spreading this rumor, but we've got no proof, as far as I can tell. If any, if anybody can prove me wrong there and, you know, proffer some evidence here, um, I, I would definitely be willing to, to issue a retraction on my next uh, fucking recording. Uh, which, by the way, in case you didn't also know that, I record this on Tuesday and uh, email it, and it's posted on Wednesday to journalisticrevolution.com and ipmnation.com, respectively. Uh, 
So that's why uh, it's not live and I can't like take a live caller, which I'm about to start editing, by the way, by doing a live show on Fridays. Uh, I said it was going to be either last Friday or, or this one. Um, so obviously it's going to be this one. And I'm also sort of congested um, because I fucking, I'm dehydrated um, from walking a decent amount. But either way, okay, so back on uh, subjects-ish, but off the subject of sex, because I think I've run that into the ground tonight, um, like the mainstream media does, hey, um, let's, let's move on to me agreeing for once with Gizmodo, which, no, this is not an endorsement, because yes, they're still shit, um, in case anybody doesn't know, Gizmodo is a subsidiary, I think, of Univision and, um, well, Univision. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. Whatever. Um, that one. Uh, and it's one of the m many outlets to parrot the gamers or dead narrative. And it has an article, like, really easily accessible uh, next to this one that I'm bringing up. Um, and if you click the link, which I accidentally did, um, it it has uh, the word YPEPO spelled that way, um, written written like in the first sentence. So, still t Gizmodo, it's trash typically, really trash typically. Um, but Adam Clark Estee, I think that's how you pronounce the name, uh, says. Don't buy anyone an Echo. And I clicked it, and I really hoped that it uh, addressed the points which I would address about smart devices. And it pretty much does. Um, <laughs> so, I'm going to read points in this article. Um, blah, blah, blah. Let me make this point, this is the third paragraph, let me make this point dreadfully clear, though. Your family members do not need an Amazon Echo or a Google Home or an Apple HomePod or whatever that one smart speaker that uses Cortana is called. And you don't either. You only want one because every single gadget slinger on the planet is marketing them to you as an all-new, life-changing device that could turn your kitchen into a futuri futuristic, voice-controlled paradise. You probably think that having an always-on microphone in your home is fine, and furthermore, tech companies only record and store snippets of your most intimate conversations. No big deal, you tell yourself. Actually, it is a big deal. The newfound privacy conundrum presented by installing a device that can literally listen to everything you're saying represents a chilling new development in the age of internet-connected things. By buying a smart speaker, you're effectively paying money to let a huge tech company surveil you. And I don't mean to sound overly cynical about this either. Amazon, Google, Apple, and others say that their devices aren't spying on unsuspecting families. The only problem is that the gadgets are both hackable and prone to bugs. Before getting into the truly scary stuff, though... Okay, actually, blah. Which brings us back to security and surveillance, the two paragraphs later. 
I'm not here to be tinfoil hat man and convince you that companies like Amazon are spying on your every move and compiling data sets based on your activities so that they can more effectively serve you ads or sell you products. I am here to say that smart speakers like the Echo do contain microphones that are always on, and every time you say something to the speaker, it sends data back to the server farm. For now, the companies that sell smart speakers say that those microphones <clears throat> only send recordings to the servers when you use the wake word. The same companies are less explicit about what they're doing with all that data. They're also vague about whether they might share voice recordings with developers in the future. Amazon, at least, seems open to the idea. We do know that Amazon will hand over your Echo data if the gadget becomes involved in a homicide investigation. That very thing happened earlier this year, and while Amazon had previously refused to hand over customer data, the company didn't argue with a subpoena in a murder case. It remains unclear how government agencies like the FBI, CIA, and NSA are treating smart speakers, too. The FBI, for one, would neither confirm nor deny wiretapping Amazon Echo devices when Gizmodo asked the agency about it last year. Um, and it goes on to discuss um, bugs and hackers and... Uh, that meaning that hackers could basically get into it, but bugs meant that it was basically always on, uh, possibly. And um, it, it's just, it's a really good set of points. I mean, I think Gizmodo is trash, and I will never think it's anything but very likely. Um, but um, this article addresses a lot of good points and I, I really hope that if anybody is listening to this and also thinking about Christmas gifts that instead of getting an Amazon Echo or yeah an Amazon Echo uh you get like you know several of my shirts or something that won't spy on your family probably because like I don't know maybe Teespring is in league with the uh, you know, the NSA or the CIA, and they uh, fucking planted some sort of powder on it that tracks where you are. I don't fucking know. But what I do know is that we've reached a point at which you should definitely be very fucking cautious. Because guess what? You've already got that smartphone in your pocket. Maybe. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're just, like, very, very security conscious. But... Likely, you've already got the smartphone in your pocket. You could already do all this shit anyway. Um, the only thing that this would do is give you a very loud speaker to also um, listen to music or whatever with, or your audiobooks or whatever, which I guess could be fine, but you could get that cheaper from 808 and it'd be higher quality, so I don't know why you wouldn't. But um, aside from my nitpicking here... Um, it's a fucking spy device. Like, he said he wasn't going to be cynical about it and that he wasn't going to be the tinfoil hat man. Well, I'm the cynical tinfoil hat man. So I, I'm going to be that guy right now and say, the U.S. government uses all smart devices as roving bugs and they have been since the iPhone was easy to exploit and the NSA could track people and record them with it. You know? I should be like shoe on head and put that on a button. Because it's it's just so frustrating. People forget this shit. 
Like, oh yeah, we can we can have Snowden on Twitter and we can follow him and we can retweet him and we can say, gee, isn't he so smart? But <laughs> But we forget everything he fucking stood for, maybe a you know, half a decade later. I think it was twenty twelve when he came out with those revelations. Which to tinfoil hatters were pretty much par for the course. I don't think I was a full-fledged tinfoil hatter at that point. I don't think I was quite there yet. But, you know, people forget this shit. And it's to their fucking detriment. Like, I just have this strong feeling that, like, we could be in a brave new world or a 1984 situation. We could be in a dystopian future as though we're not already and it's just not the way people already wrote it down. Um, (laughs) You know, we could be in a dystopian future and 15 years later, as long as shit wasn't as bad for certain people this month as it was last month, they'd forget how much better it was now. Everything is sinking, all right? We're going down the goddamn tubes. And and people are so fucking focused on getting, like, the latest doodad that they can't see the tyranny that's in front of them, even if they already knew about it. And beyond, you know, the the forgetting about it part, which is, you know, I think somewhat obvious at this point, there's also the idea that the news drip drab feeds, like, all this bullshit to us in slow doses, but shit tons of it, like a big 24-7 shotgun fallacy in our fucking faces. And, and, And they feed it enough of it to us that, that we become complacent as long as shit doesn't seem to be getting too much worse with the way it's already gotten worse. And as long as they can make enough shit seem better and give you enough media to distract yourself with, like the the latest television show that you should definitely binge watch instead of thinking about literally anything else. As long as they can keep you focused on those things, or focused on a fucking scandal, or focused on net neutrality, or the next great evil story that they can fucking shove down your throats for weeks. As long as they can keep you focused on that, you will not give a shit about anything else. At least you being the average person. You know, because I'm... I I make no illusions about it. I think a lot of my listeners are smarter than that. Or at least they've looked into things like this because they're my listeners and they've been following me on social media and I'm a cynical, bitter pessimist and I'm angry and I'm always posting about how things are a conspiracy and look into ruling families and bullshit like that. But, you know, the average person is not interested in these things and that's why they don't follow me. 
Yet, anyway. I don't know. Maybe once I start making videos, I can make them compelling enough that people will fucking tear away from the latest Angry Birds sequel spin-off clone game that they can, you know, fucking collect their latest avian fucking bullshit on so that they can finally look at how terrible everything has gotten while their face has been crunched down on their phone. Maybe. Or maybe they'll just distract the crypto audience with crypto kitties. Which, you know, at least you can sell them. You can't sell your fucking Pokemon on Go now, fucking can you? The only thing you can do with that that would transfer money at all is fucking get hit by a car and have huge medical expenses. Fuck, you know? Everything's so goddamn easy to distract people with these days. Even when people think that they're on the bead of of the latest and greatest internet story, it's always distracting. Always. You know? Oh, yeah, we found out people are fucking each other. Unconsensually? Oh, yeah, not like that has been happening for, like, millennia. This is news! And we've all got to care a shit ton about it, or we're monsters. Well, I don't mind being a fucking monster. Because I don't give a shit about any of these celebrity fucking cases. Not really. I can't be arsed. There's no incentive to me to care about these things. When nuclear war is being played as a card to distract the American people from the fact that I think the FDA or somebody was like testing the possibility of releasing more chemicals into the fucking fog like they've been doing for decades. That like they're 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 normalizing mass swarms of little drones with shape charges to try and make people okay with that as long as they're not automated it's fucking fine that people can do this fuck you know i i just it's not just rage it's exasperation i'm sick of this shit Let me take a drink of my fucking water here. I'm... Like, and I'm not gonna go like, you know, I'm human and shit like that and fucking Alex Jones out here any more than I already have. I just, I'm really fucking sick of it. They're playing us, and we know it, and we accept it, because it's part of the terms and conditions. Got it? And we shouldn't accept it. We should fight, but we're not. 
And most of us aren't in a position to fight. And even if we were, they'd just block off the roads. Because guess what? You think, like, you think that that, that, that anti-border sentiment where it's not designed to keep people out, it's designed to keep us in, you think that that sounds insane? Try the roads are designed to keep you fenced into your fucking house. Who would build the roads in an anarchist society? Oh, gee, maybe people who weren't fundamentally trapping you in the place where you live, who weren't breaking their own kidnapping laws by forcing you to exist in a way that they want or, you know, be disallowed to leave. Fucking, you don't need an ankle bracelet to be on house arrest. You've got a smartphone and a street. And if you break any of their rules anywhere, you're fucked. As long as you do it without being hidden sufficiently or without them deciding to let the crimes build up a bit so that they can really intimidate you into being the next poster child for statist compliance. People accept this shit because they rather not give a fuck about anything other than the latest bullshit fed to them by the mainstream. It's too fucking hard. Well, guess what? It's going to be much harder if you get fucked by the apocalypse. And that's the other thing. I don't need to be censored like Alex Jones is. I don't need to apologize for cussing. Fuck the state. Fuck the system. It is long past time for people to get very upset with this shit, and most people aren't because they're too busy being angry and aggravated by the latest pop bullshit, pop culture, fucking pop revolution. You're not the resistance. You're the compliant hashtaggers. Clinton didn't lose by the numbers. Clinton didn't win by the numbers. You know who won? Nobody. Then Clinton, then Trump. But guess what? Politics don't work for the average person, and the moment you start to realize that shit is the moment you should get infuriated and not sit by idly accepting whatever swill bullshit they want to pump down your throat. You should, ex- you should accept your own humanity. You should stand up and say, I am. And you should revolt first in yourself and then publicly. And then get as many of your friends and family awoken as possible from the stupor that they've put you in. The chemically induced bullshit coma that they want you to stay in for the rest of eternity until you die. And until we do, we'll be forever slaves. And that's what I want you to think about this week. Educate your friends, educate your family, and smash the fucking state. This has been Moment of Rage with Jeremiah Harding, signing out.